dismissed at this time to go back to Children's Church and um, any that are of their age. What is the age, Sister Abby? Again, what is the age group? Kindergarten to to fifth grade. Amen. So you can go with Sister Abby this morning or that age. It is good to be in the house of the Lord. Good to see so many faces. We've got uh, we've got some more visitors with us this morning. Very very good to have you all this morning. Uh, and and I I've forgotten your names already because that's how I do. Um, one more time, Al and Marianne. Amen. And we're yep. All right. So let's make them feel welcome this morning, Al and Marianne. It's good to see Sister Evelyn's friends back there again visiting with us again. So good to have you all in the house of the Lord this morning, and and just all the faces. Sister Amy looks like she's she's brought herself the preacher with her this morning. Amen. It's good to have you this morning in the house of the Lord. This is your dad. Amen. What a great man. You brought up such a lovely woman. Amen. You did a good job. It, we're thankful to have you this morning. So let's make him feel welcome in the house this morning. Amen. I want you to turn with me in your Bibles because I'm, I'm, I'm going to really do my best to not take long this morning. Um, you know, I, I've, I've tried to quit even talking about it before I get started because I just know I'm putting my foot in my mouth, but it just seems like the only thing I know to say is I'm going to not try to take too long this morning. But I have two pages of notes, okay, and they're double-spaced, so we shouldn't be long in the house. If you'll preach with me this morning, uh, it is traditional Sunday, and I remember when I was a boy um, that the preacher would get up and he would preach and that the people would preach with him. Um, and so I, I'm going to I'm going to pray this morning that you guys embrace tradition and that you will preach with me this morning and we won't be here very long at all. Can I get an amen? Amen. amen. That's what I'm talking about. All right. So turn with me in your word to the book of Hebrews, chapter number 12, chapter number 12 of the book of Hebrews. And when you're there, say amen. Hebrews chapter number 12, we're going to begin reading at verse number 5, verse number 5. And if you will stand with me for the reading of the word. And ye have forgotten the exhortation which speaketh unto you as unto children. My son, despise not thou the chastening of the Lord, nor faint. When thou art rebuked of him, for whom the Lord loveth, he chasteneth and scourgeth every son whom he receiveth. If ye endure chastening, God dealeth with you as with sons. For what son is he whom the father chasteneth not? But if ye be without chastisement, whereof, our, uh, whereof all are partakers, then are ye bastards and not sons? Furthermore, we have had fathers of our flesh which corrected us, and we gave them reverence. Shall we not much rather be in subjection unto the Father of spirits and live? For they verily for a few days chastened us after their own pleasure, but he for our profit that we might be partakers of his holiness." Now chastening for the present seemeth, uh, I'm sorry, now no chastening 
for the present present seemeth to be joyous but grievous. Nevertheless, afterward it yieldeth the peaceable fruit of righteousness unto them that are exercised thereby. Wherefore, lift up the hands which were hung down low and the feeble knees and make straight the paths for your feet, lest that which is lame be turned out of the way, but let it rather be healed. Follow peace with all men and holiness without which no man shall see the Lord. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for your word. God, right now I pray for the anointing. Lord, the anointing that breaks every yoke, God. The anointing that takes my words and pierces the heart of the believers, God. Lord, as your mouthpiece this morning, God, I pray that you would anoint me to speak to your people. But I pray that you would anoint their ears and anoint their heart and anoint them to be be more than hearers of the word but doers of the word. God, I pray right now that there would be increase upon your word. We know there's integrity in your word. We know that the grass will wither and the flower will fade. But, God, your word will remain forever. And, God, we know that there's power in your word, God. But right now, I pray that you would anoint your word to settle in the heart of the believer. That just like Psalm 119.11, that we would hide your word in our heart that we might not sin against thee. Lord, we thank you for giving increase today. In Jesus' name, and the church said amen. And amen, you can be seated. I want to talk to you about a wonderful subject called chastisement. so glad to get to preach this word this morning. Just spirit was leaping inside my soul when the Lord laid this on my heart. I said, God, thank you for letting me do. I, I just appreciate that, God, when you give me that kind of word for your people. Amen. I, I, you know, but the reality is we go through chastisement whether we like it or not. So this morning, actually, as I preach to you about chastisement, I've come to encourage you this morning because many times we think chastisement is of the enemy when really it's just God refining us and taking us to a place that he wants us to be in. So this morning, I really have, I'm making a little bit light of it, but I've come with an encouraging word for you because there are many people in the house of God this morning who are being chastised by the Lord, who are being rebuked even by the Lord, and you're in a season where you don't know exactly what's going on, you don't understand exactly what you're feeling and why it's happening, but nonetheless, it is of God, and he's come. Uh, he's brought me here today to let you know that he has not removed his hand upon, from upon you, The heavens are not brass over you. You are his son and his daughter. He hears you and knows you, and you hear him and his sheep know his voice, amen, and that he is still your God, still looking out for you. Even in the times of woe, he's still your heavenly father, and he's there for you this morning. So I have come to encourage you through this word about chastisement. Has anybody ever been chastised before? Amen. I get it every Sunday morning when everybody asks me how long I'm going to preach. This morning, I'm going to take my jacket off before I even get started this morning. I feel like maybe running the aisles on a chastisement message. Amen. Thank you, Brother Tim. Appreciate you. Amen. Uh, You know, the first thing that I want to point out in this series of scriptures, and there's just a few things that I do want to point out. So within 45 minutes from now, we're going to be eating, y'all. Amen. Unless y'all just decide to go crazy in the altars and we have a Holy Ghost time, of which I'm not at fault for that. And then we're going to just blame the Lord for that. Somebody say amen. 
Amen. And so we'll let the Holy Ghost have his way. But but, but uh, the first thing that I want to point out is in verse number five right there of, of Hebrews chapter 12. We started reading at verse number five and he said in the latter part, he said, my son, he said, the exhortation which speaketh, which speaketh I unto you as children. And he said, my sons, he, he began to refer to them as my son, despise not the chastening of the Lord, nor faint when he re, when you are rebuked of him for whom the Lord loveth he chasteneth and so this morning the very first thing that I need to point out to you out of these scriptures is that if God loves you and, and, and or not that if he loves you but that he loves you amen and that you are the sons and daughters of the living God amen we know that the book of Romans tells us that we don't have the spirit of fear again unto bondage but we have the spirit of adoption whereby we cry Abba Father amen and so I've got good news for you this morning that each and every one of you in this place this morning is a child of God. Amen. There would be people that would disagree with me this morning and say, no, brother, unless they come into the fold, they're not a child of God. I want to challenge you a little bit this morning because the word says that whom he loveth, he chasteneth. Amen. And so we know that God God rebukes and chastens those whom he loves. And I'm reminded of the first scripture you should have ever learned as a Christian. Even people that aren't Christians know this scripture it says for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son amen and so the, the Lord loved not only the church but the Lord loved the world amen and so he loveth everyone and so he chasteneth everyone amen I didn't write it it's not mine it wasn't mine to decide a lot of times we like to make this unidirectional and make this scripture just for the church but I've come to tell you this morning that God is a God of mercy and justice and love and, he, and he's a sovereign God and sometimes we are outside of the fold of God and yet God is still chastening us Amen. So there are still times when and, and, and I can even I can even show it to you a little bit differently. If you were to turn to your Bibles to the book of Luke and you were in the third chapter and you go to the very last verse and he's talking about this one begat that one. And this one was the son of that one. And he's talking about the lineage of Jesus right there. He goes all the way down to Adam and he says that it says that Adam was the son of God right there. And so Adam, how many of y'all came from Adam? So that makes us sons and daughters of God without even being grafted into the promise of God. We are sons. We are literally the lineage, the bloodline of Adam. Adam comes all the way down to us, and Adam was the son of God, and therefore we are the sons of God. And so I know there are people in the house today thinking that I'm a heretic because I'm preaching outside the realm of the church. But I've got to go ahead and preach outside the realm of the church for just a second because I need you to know that God died for the sinner and that, Jesus, and that God loves you too much to let the world live. If you're living, if you're in this place this morning and you're not a born again believer, I need you to understand that God loves you too much to let you stay that way. Amen. He loves you too much to, to not chastise you and to not bring conviction upon your heart and to not put you in a position where you have to come back to him. I, I, you've heard me preach it before. Psalms 89 is my favorite chapter in all of the scriptures because it talks 
talks about a covenant that David made with the Lord. And it says that I will cause you to store up mercies in heaven. And it says down in around the 30th verse, if your children forsake my laws and walk not in my statutes, I visit their transgressions with the rod and their iniquity with strife. Nevertheless, my loving kindness will I not take utterly take from them nor suffer my faithfulness to fail. What was God saying in those scriptures? He was saying you can try and walk away from me if you want to, but if your family is sowing up heritage for you, then I've got a ways and means committee like you ain't never seen before and I will bring you into my fold. I will chastise you until you come unto me with repentance. I'm so thankful that God chastised me when I was outside of the fold. I'm so thankful that God allowed the enemy's hand to work in my life and bring me to the lowest of low, to wherever I needed to be to come to God. I'm so thankful that he didn't leave me alone and just say, you know what, go ahead and do what you want to do. He didn't say, go ahead and be what you want to be. Why? Because whom the Lord loveth, he chasteneth. I've got news for you in the house of God this morning that if you if your parents love you, then they're going to correct you. Young people, if you hear me, I need you to hear me. I wish they could hear me in the other room. But if people get on to you, um, nine times out of ten, they're getting on to you because they love you and because they want to show you the way that you need to go. They need to, when you come into church and you get mad at somebody for telling you not to act a certain way, they do that because they're trying to teach you for the to the glory of God and show you how to act and be reverent in the house of God. And so uh, if your parents at home, I've got I've got to say this to every parent that's listening via Facebook or wherever it is. If you're trying to be a friend to your child and you're not and you're not correcting them and you're not rebuking them and you're not scolding them and you're not punishing them when they need it, then you are no parent at all. You're a derelict father, a derelict mother, because the the Bible lays out of what we need to know as parents, and that's that whom we love, we chasteneth. Amen. I'm, I'm telling you, those twin babies are probably the, the cutest thing in the church service this morning. Uh, without a doubt, matter of fact, they are the cutest thing in the church service this morning. But if they grow up and they are un, they are unlearned and unpunished and not taught the right way to go, they will they will grow up and no one will have loved them. An obedient son is a loved son. People look around and they see disobedience. What is disobedience representative of? of? It's representative of a lack of love in that person's life. We see these people walking around with diso- in disobedience. We see the people, the way the people are breaking the laws of the land. And we see, you know, just all, all, all the wickedness that's going on throughout the world today. And I look at that and you can root it completely back to the fact that someone did not love them properly. Because if you love your children, you will rebuke them. If you love your children, you will teach them. I, I, I got whooping once a day at least, even if I didn't need it, which I needed it. Every day, I was a hard case. I keep threatening Connor that I'm going to whoop him. Now it's on Facebook. I'm really in trouble. One a day. Amen. But I'm so thankful that mom didn't didn't spare the rod from me. I probably could have used it a couple extra times. There's some mischief that she did. Brother Tim. 
there's some mischief she probably didn't get out of me that she needed to get out of me. Amen. Don't say amen. That wasn't. I can say amen to her. Amen. But I'm so thankful that God didn't give up on me and that he chastened me and that he loved me and that he and that he brought me into this fold. And I'm thankful that even outside the realm of the church, that God is still loving those that are outside. Those people that are passing by on sunshine right now, God is God loves them. He loves them enough to chastise them. You know, nowadays, nowadays we, we, we get a little bit clouded in our judgment, and we, we call chastisement sometimes, you know, hatred. You know, if we, if we love, I, I'm going to go ahead and get myself in trouble this morning. It's not popular. But, you know, you heard me talk about it a couple weeks ago. There was the, the young lady that stood up, and the pre- she was asking the preacher, am I going to hell? Am I going to hell? Am I going to hell? And he just, he, he just wouldn't tell her, yes, you're going to hell. And I was, I was pleading with the guy as I was watching the YouTube video. I was saying, please just tell the woman she's going to hell. Because if she doesn't accept Jesus as her Savior, that's the only place that she can go. That's the only alternative. And so uh, he, was, he was doing her an injustice by not just being honest with her. Why would he tell her something like that? It's very hard to say something like that, to look into the eyes of a sinner and say, my friend, I'm sorry, it's not what I want to tell you. But nonetheless, if you don't receive the love that Jesus has so freely poured out and re- receive the power of his name and be subject to him and give your life over to him and allow yourself to live for him from this point forward, then yes, you are going to hell it's not popular and I'm telling you today it's less popular than it was yesterday but you have to we still ask the church I'm not talking about beating somebody browbeating somebody or whooping them down I'm not talking about being judgmental over the sin that they may have in their life or over the flesh that they're trying to work out that is not what I'm talking about I'm simply talking about being able to go to a lost person a lost and dying world and tell them you are lost how can they know if they're lost lest you tell them that they are lost how can they know if you don't preach to them how are they going to know that they're not going to heaven that they don't know Jesus if you don't tell them about Jesus I'm telling you we've got to get back to the place where we're not afraid and not ashamed to talk about Jesus again because he chasteneth those whom he loves I'm telling you I get so I'm just going to get on a soapbox for a minute but I get so tired of, of, of moms and dads and grandmas and grandpas coming to me talking to me about their children who are not serving the Lord but they won't stand up in the face of their kids who they have authority over mind you and they won't stand up and tell them look you are going to hell and I don't want you to go to hell you need to pray through there's a reality that you're going to die someday and you're going to end up in a sinner's hell and I don't want you to because I'm mama and I'm dad and I love you and I love you too much to allow you to go that way you may not talk to me for six months you may not talk to me for six years but the reality is I've got to still look at you and tell you the reality of your situation. They come and they say, pray for him, pray for him, pray for him. Have you, have you talked to him? Have you talked to him? Have you put it, have you put the ball in their court? I wish that I wish that my parents would have come to me in a very bold way and said, the reality is if you die, you're going to hell. Because that's what we need to hear sometimes. And then we need to love them. Just love them, love them, love them. But don't hold back the truth from them. Because if we loved them, we'd chasten them. Because God loved them, and he chastened them. 
Amen. The Bible says, you know, and, 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 and more than that, I want to talk about this morning. I've talked about outside the church. Now I want to talk about those that are inside the church for just a few moments. Because he chastens us if he loves us. Because he rebukes us if he loves us. We're living in a world, and this is inside the church, where people's feelings are so shallow that they can't handle a rebuke at all in any kind of way. You can come to them as nicely as you want. How many, how many of y'all have ever had to say something to somebody you didn't want to say to them, and you pondered that thing for weeks and weeks and weeks, and then you went to the person, and it still turned out just as bad as you thought it was going to turn out in the first place? Because you went to them, and listen, you, you prayed about it, you tried to be humble about it, you tried to ask God to give it to somebody else to say you did everything you could to get around it but then you went to them and still they were in a place where their feelings were so shallow that they could not receive it we live in this place where where we could talk about everybody as long as we talk about them behind our, their back but we can't talk about them and correct and do character development in the church today and my god i wish that it would change but there's but the church needs to understand that god does not stop chastising you when you come into the fold amen the bible says in john chapter 15 that jesus is talking about a parable he says i am the vine i am the true vine and you are the branches and then he says something that's profound right there he says every branch in me that beareth not fruit, he taketh away. Now, I want you to notice right there that he said, every branch in me. He's talking to the church. He's talking to the people that are grafted into him. He said, every branch that's in me, he taketh away. And then he says, every branch that beareth fruit, he purges that it may bring forth more fruit. Do you know what that says to me? <laughs> this is probably the, 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 most, the, the straightforward, most straightforward thing I'm going to say all morning and, and yet the most profound. If God, if you're bearing fruit or if you're not bearing fruit, you get the knife. And if you're bearing fruit, you get the knife. That's what the scripture telling you. See, we were talking about Job in Thursday night class. And if you all haven't been coming to Thursday night class and you ain't working or, you know, I don't know, an emergency, shame on you because we are learning the word of God and it's powerful. So I want to see you all coming out more to Thursday night class. We were talking about Job and just talking about how uh, his friends all came to him and said, oh, you're enduring this. You're getting this. You're, you know, you're 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 you're. You're being judged by God because you're living wrong. But this scripture right here says that those branches that are in me, the ones that are bad, they get cut off completely and thrown into the fire. And then the ones that are in me, but they are bearing fruit, I prune those. I still cut those back too. And so there's a chastening, Brother Dave, that happens whether we are in the fold or outside of the fold, whether we are bearing fruit or we are not bearing fruit.
fruit, there's chastening that comes. The Bible says it like this that many of us uh, forget about, and so many people get mad when, when things come their way, woes come your way, and you're saying, but I'm living right. I don't know why things are happening like this. I don't know why I'm struggling the way I am. I don't know why I've got more monthly money to come in. I don't know why I can't pay these bills the way I need to pay them. I'm living for God. I'm paying my tithe. I'm doing exactly what he told me to do, and I'm, I'm, I'm bearing good fruit, and, he, and I need you to understand that the word says that the rain falls on the just and the unjust. He's saying, I bring the knife either way because I need to make you more perfect. I need to make you more holy. I need to make you more righteous. So each and every one of us this morning that is going through something, I need you to understand that you're going through that something so that you can bloom better next season. I need you to understand that if you look at a flower garden and, a, and the, the, the gardener does not come in and cut back all the, all the wasteful things and cut back all the parts that are not going to bear fruit and not going to bear flowers next year, that place within a couple years would be overgrown and grown up. Listen, and that's where the church is today. I need you to picture it. A picture of a flower garden about five years old and nobody's pruned it and nobody's kept up with it. It's not very pretty and it's not very useful anymore. There's nothing to it. It looks like weeds. It looks like a bunch of mess. And that's where the church ends up because we can't allow God to prune us back. We can't allow a rebuke to come our way because we, we've gotten so soft that we can't handle a rebuke coming our way. And so before you know it, year after year after year, a church becomes stale and weeds begin to grow. And, and there, there's no blooming and there's no flower and there's no life there anymore. Why? Because we haven't allowed God to chasten us up. So this morning I'm telling you, if you'll let him just put his hand to you, that the place that you will see is what verse 14, the, the very last part of this verse. And I just felt it was fitting this morning that this is traditional Sunday. Because verse 14 says something that's very traditional taught. Follow peace with all men and holiness, without which no man shall see God. Without peace and holiness, Brother Dave, no man shall see God. Without holiness. Can I say a dirty word in the church today? Holiness. Be ye holy, for I am holy. It's still right. Holiness before God. Young people, holiness before God. Walking in the halls, not looking like the other ones, not acting like the other ones, not talking like the other ones. And I need you to understand when I say not looking like the other ones, not looking like the world, I'm not talking about a certain kind of skirt or a certain kind of hairdo. I'm, I'm talking about that, that, the, that the outward begins to reflect what's happening on the inward and that you can ha live a life of holiness. Why? Because you've allowed God to cut away the things that were unpleasing to him and you've allowed sanctification to process throughout your life and you've allowed the, the God of the universe to, to begin to, to cut away at your flesh and begin to cut away at the things that you would do that used to you used to wear something but you won't wear it anymore not for a legalism or a religious spirit but you don't wear it because it's not pleasing to God he said that if we are his children you know I talked about Adam a while ago you know, God, in the beginning in Genesis, he said, let us make man in our own image, correct? He said, let us make man in our own image. And so God was trying to make man in his image and in his likeness. 
And so his image and his likeness, he did that physically. But one thing that he said is, I've got to make this man physically like me, but I need to make this man spiritually like me. And he couldn't build that into him. He could breathe the life of the spirit into him, but the, but the man had to be a free moral agent to begin to receive the righteousness that was in Jesus Christ. And so he put uh, the way that we become holy and the way that we become righteous is simply, listen, our righteousness is just filthy rags. And so we don't get to put on a cloak of righteousness that, that we somehow attain. But if we will every day allow the pruner, allow the chastisement of God, allow the purger, the scourger, the one who loves us, the one who chastens us because he loves us to work on our life, then we'll allow him to cut away those things that are not pleasing to him. And by that same token, we are able to put on the righteousness of Christ in order for us to truly be like God and emulate, Brother Dave, emulate God. Amen. Emulate God, then we must put on the righteousness. And listen, here's the thing about putting on the righteousness of Christ. It has to happen through the process, the painful process of cutting away this flesh because God loves us so much that he that he chastens us and I've come to and I'm closing with this this morning everyone in this house this morning is going through something you're going through something praise be to God that we're going through I count it all as joy when I when I see diverse temptation coming my way knowing that the trying of my faith Worketh patience. Amen. It works patience in me. It helps me put on the righteousness of Christ. It cuts away this flesh. There are things that you're going through this morning and you've been thinking this whole time, man, the devil's really on me. The devil's really attacking me. And I need you to just examine for one minute this morning and say, is this God trying to make me holy? Is this God trying to make me more in his likeness? Is he trying to, to burn out of me or cut out of me something that's not pleasing to him? Because we as parents chasten our children. We correct them. We teach them the right way. They honor us. I'm honored by my children. They're young. But I'm, I'm honored to have them as children. Except when I have to slap them. But I slap them because I love them. They don't hardly ever get slapped. But I chasten them because I love them. And God chastens you because he loves you. And this trial that you may or that you be going through could very well be God's way of 